Good morning. It is Monday, December 27th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. This week, I'm taking the week off, and so we're just recording short intros for each of our episodes this week, and then we're just going to play some reruns of some of our favorite episodes from this past year. Starting next week on January 3rd, we'll be in a new part of the Bible. We just finished up a seven-book run through Old Testament minor prophets, and it's on to the New Testament. I'm taking this week to try to figure out where we're going to go. I have already a really good idea of where it's going to be, but... We'll find out on January 3rd. With that being said, hope you guys have a good day. All right, let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we will dive right into it. This is Mark chapter 14, verses 66 through 72. And as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came, and seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with the Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know him nor understand what you mean. And he went out into the gateway, and the rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him, and again began to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Let's pray together. Our gracious and good Heavenly Father, good morning. As we come to your word today, and we get our day going and just trying to kick the plans around in our head of what we're going to do today and how we're going to glorify you. Lord, help us by this passage to think clearly about our day, to be sensitive to how the Spirit might be leading us and prodding us along, that we might glorify your name in what we do today. God, as we read your word, give us clarity. Amen. As we finish out our week and we begin to prepare our hearts for the Lord's day, this passage is, at first glance, one that's a bit hard to make fit into a nice mold to prepare us for the Lord's Day. I mean, it's the classic story of Peter denying Jesus. And yet, after a bit of meditation, it seems like this might be a really good passage for it. In this passage, Peter has denied Jesus three times, before the rooster crows twice, which is exactly what Jesus' prediction was. He has followed Jesus into the courtyard to see how the trial goes before the high priests. And some bystanders notice him and recognize him, and he denies it each time. Finally, on the third time, they say, you have to be, for you're a Galilean. Probably his accent gave him away. That's what some commentators say, that here in Jerusalem, they would have noticed his Galilean accent. And so Peter had to backpedal really hard to make himself seem like there's no way possible. He knew who Jesus was. Peter is a total coward in this passage. There's no way to skirt around that. The guy who had proclaimed Jesus as the Christ, the one who had said, I'll not leave you even if all the others follow away, the one who basically said, I've got your back, has just turned away from Jesus three times. Now we do know from context 
that there is some really good evidence to show that Mark writes his book based largely on the testimony of Peter himself. In a book that's largely put together by the testimony of Peter, he seeks to include each and every time he denied Jesus. It's part of the narrative. It's part of the story. So how does it fit in? On the one hand, we know from Acts and the letters that Peter writes himself that are included in the New Testament that Peter doesn't stay in a state of denial. In fact, he becomes the leader of the Christian church. He becomes the one who preaches in Jerusalem to the people there on the day of Pentecost and sees thousands converted to Christ. And on the other hand, it's largely held and accepted that Peter himself was crucified upside down for his faith. He would go to the cross himself because of what he believed about Jesus. But in this story, Peter is humbled. The proud Peter, who throughout the book has been bold and rash and does things without thinking, is humbled and shamed for his behavior. As we go today, and we begin to prepare our hearts for the weekend and for the Lord's Day, won't we look to this example of Peter as a way to meditate on the goodness of God? Even though Peter has basically thrown away his faith, denied it before those who needed to hear it most, God would still raise him up and turn him into the great apostle Peter. Oh, that the Lord would use people like Peter and even Paul and you and me to share the gospel, to build the kingdom, to give us clarity by his Holy Spirit, to lead the church, to move it forward, to be the hands and feet of God here on earth, doing the will, speaking the truth in love, converting, evangelizing, discipling, fellowshipping with one another. Despite all of our glaring and obvious opportunities, what a God we have. Let me close us in prayer today. Father, as we wrap up our week and we tie up our loose ends, Lord, we know that the story of Peter is still unfolding because your gospel is still going forth. Though Peter denied you three times, just as you predicted, you turned him into a great apostle, one whose letters and whose sermons in the book of Acts are still converting people today. You are still using him to do your will. Oh, Father, how good you are that you don't choose perfect people. But in our weakness, your perfection is displayed. That you would use even people like me and our listeners to be a part of your kingdom and to advance it forward. That you would save us despite our glaring faults and turn us by your Holy Spirit into saints. Father, it's hard to wrap our minds around that. God, as we go into our weekend, help us to prepare our homes, our lives, our hearts for the Lord's day so that when Sunday finally comes, we are ready to rest in you to feast at your table, to enjoy the fellowship with our brothers and sisters, to partake in baptisms and the Lord's Supper together, and to worship you, Father. Lord, we pray these things in your Son's name.
Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you on Monday.